I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. HD you are listening to a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. So I want to understand from you, Amsi, coming back to you, is that, you know, so what are the defensible modes on which sort of you're building out Vedantu, you know, and are these pretty very strong and uh, what are your expansion plans that in that direction? Because to sort of what just Hans sort of alluded to right now is very clearly that companies can begin with some kind of thesis, but can actually grow on to become much larger and formidable in technology. That's true. And I, I mean, that's been our, uh, not just thesis, but that's been our story also, right? If you have closely followed Vedantu, I think in way back in 2014, when we started 2015, if you look at actually our numbers or even, you know, just any, any, any metric uh, from 2015 to 2000 and almost like uh, 18, uh, it was like, it was almost like, you know, uh, I mean, there was nothing, right? We were growing, obviously, but if from an outside in perspective, it was because there were a lot of building in happening, right? There was a lot of, uh, you know, uh, product uh, pedagogy, product, you know, interventions, content uh, thinking, and even infrastructure was building up in the side. And then after that, it's obviously sort of like, uh, you know, been growing really fast almost three to four times year on year. And now obviously during the pandemic, almost four, three times uh, in four months. So I think, you know, it, uh, there's a lot of background and foundational work behind that, right? And uh, that's been our story uh, so far, Shreja. Now coming back to your question of, and that's a great question. It's a lovely question, actually. What's the, uh, the mode? Uh, we always... Uh, been very consistent with this, right? There are two things which we believe and we focus greatly on is distribution and delivery. That's the, the 2D strategy we follow in Vedantu. So distribution, when I say distribution, uh, essentially we mean what is the the uh, the reach you have? And it covers both online distribution as offline distribution. Offline distribution, you talk about like, you know, uh, you know how do you convert and all, but online distribution wise, we have followed a strategy wherein we invested a lot in content. So today, in terms of the K-12 content, uh, you would probably be the largest in terms of the footfalls we receive. I think every month we receive around 28 million unique students who come on our website and app. Then we have YouTube as well, which we have 45 million guys who come in in K-12 various channels. TikTok we used to have now recently because of uh, the discontinuation of service. Uh, that number is uh, not there, but we used to have around 20 million. Uh, in TikTok as well, uh, which used to be there. So these all things uh, serves as an online distribution. And I'm a big believer of this, that uh, an online company, for an online company to reach masses and scale, you need to have a massive distribution. That's a big moat uh, because this is organic traffic. Tomorrow, if any other company also comes in and uh, makes it, it takes a lot of time for them to create this distribution. So that's one. And second is a delivery. Uh, delivery is a tricky part, actually. This is a combination of teacher content and platform. Uh, we have our own platform. We call it Wave, which, uh, which obviously, you know, we have developed a lot. We have used patents on that. 
uh, and then content and, and teacher. It's a combination of these three, which creates a superior learning experience and learning outcome, right? And uh, and I can go on and on about talking about this delivery aspect, but just you know, cutting the long story short, these are essentially these two uh, big areas where we strongly focus in, and which are our big moves. I want to sort of understand from you, Hans, and key sort of help me understand this. You know, given you have such deep experience in you know backing unicorns globally, as somebody who has been tracking this space, when I speak with startups and VCs, and on the face of it, they they all sound so similar because they speak the same language that we're disrupting the space. You know, we are using technology to give great customer experience. You know, our moats are. For some it is technology, for some it is a tree, for some it is distribution. Uh, from a distance, when they all look similar, you know what should we define similar? Then I'm increasingly coming to believe that uh, uh, in the world of the likes of soft bank and overcapitalization, perhaps capital itself can be a big moat. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Then right, I think that it is looking at from the sort of outside and at the distance, they do sound uh, similar. So um, that, that, that's what makes being a VC and um, being a founder so interesting um, because they all sound similar, yet somebody has to win. And um, raising big capital at the, at the beginning seems to be an advantage, but um, having um, being a VC and investing or start a business for almost 20 years now, um, we also have seen how b- big money can spoil the team and ma- uh, encourage a lot of growth and a lot of burn, being extremely inefficient. So sometimes raising a huge round too early becomes a curse rather than a, um, a blessing. And if you look at some of the big companies, how they have grown over the years, um, it's not because they uh, raise a lot of money. Um, it was because they... Uh, understand how to grow efficiently so that with good unit economics and with good scaling, um, the founders learn and become ready to really grow the business when the timing uh, is more appropriate. So what it comes down to it is actually judgment rather than principles and um, analogies and thesis. Um, and uh, most people don't realize this. Um, you, you can spot something um, early but you can also spot many things early. They all have a shot. It's hard to know which one will actually win. The match really lies with the founders themselves. And the founders evolve and change. Um, when I bet on uh, Xiaomi, uh, Legion wasn't Legion today. Um, he evolved for sure. Um, when I um, bet it on uh, companies like Peloton and Wish and Airbnb and Slack, these founders also have evolved even before our investment, we, we, when we met them, we did more an investor. To when we become an investor, they, they evolved. And afterwards, they grew even more. And so um, when, when we met Vemsi for the first time to Vemsi today, we can see the changes and how he has grown and how his team has grown. And the fun part of being a VC or a founder is to be able to be self-reflective and the way we look where we have been and become clear and clear where you also need to be, where the opportunities are. And the more people outside don't know or doubt you or not sure, it's actually a good thing. It means less competition, less people caring about you, and more room for you to grow and expand. So when you've been through this journey several times, um, you can almost predict what will happen 
if you're just patient and have the right strategy and can execute. So it has been an amazing journey uh, working with Bamsi and uh, and his team on this. So all of the GGB are very excited about what the, his team and him will do. Okay, I see this huge stamp of faith coming from the investor to the investee. I think we spent a lot of time on talking about differentiation and more than competitive advantage here. Tell me and give me some speak on the expansion plans and why is this need to raise money so much all the time? This is your third fundraising this year. Uh, what is your burn rate like then? Because Hans just alluded to the fact that good companies are built on solid unit economics. Do you are you there yet? Uh, great, uh, Shija. I mean, uh, these are very deep questions. Love, love the, you know, the, uh, that you are asking there. And these are the questions which matter too. Uh, so there are three, four parts to it, right? So as far as the first one, it's the expansion uh, and where do we look forward to investing this? Uh, we really didn't need uh, funding. I mean, I can be categorically, you know, uh, clear about that because we just uh, closed uh, some just a quarter back. In fact, uh, there were two things simply. One was uh, a great partner, and that, and we always have believed uh, that this is going to be a long journey uh, because if you are onto something to change something, which has been happening in a particular way for centuries, forget decades. Uh, it takes time uh, for that to happen. And I can tell you this because having been in education for almost 14 years now, I mean, it's I mean, it's all excitement around COVID and things happening and changing around. This is great. Uh, but I mean, we need to take a step back and take it, you know, uh, 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 look at a bigger picture. So it's going to take time. And we are all for getting great partners. Even in fact, when Hans uh, you know, and team came in, we knew them from a long time back. And... Uh, and I think even when uh, you know this round got concluded, uh, we didn't need funds at all. But it was because of hands and the team is when we really you know said that okay, let's let's just partner because more than money, money. I think I have a belief that money anyone can give. It's actually the other things which uh, matter uh, much more in a longer term, right? So so this was here also. It was the classical case of that. Uh, and on top of that, of course, you know we been uh, going aggressive on brand. Uh, fundamentally, because we believe that this is a time when everyone is thinking about this. There's no option. Schools are shut. Uh, and all the coachings and the offline tuitions and all those things are completely gone. So definitely perfect time for us to make uh, experience, uh, give experience of a Vedantos class to a parent and a student and make them understand that this is how an online class works because that's the biggest challenge, right? People, uh, because they studied in a particular way, they don't really know this this exists, right? It is still very early. Uh, the market penetration of the entire online, if you look at it, is less than 3%, right? In India. So uh, online education. So I think it's very early. So hence, all the more reason for us to go uh, more aggressive uh, in awareness building and brand building and get as many students to uh, experience Avedanto's class. So that's uh, primarily also the reason why we wanted to lean in and uh, funding and more, uh, you know, uh, money will give us that much more firepower to execute that. So that's was on the uh, the need for fundraise and what was the decision, like what was the thought process behind doing that. In terms of expansion of categories, which we already expanded. I mean, this was even before uh, the funding at all. We'd already expanded to K1 to K5. Uh, that was always on the, the cards because it's very logical because we were in sixth grade to 12th grade. Uh, one to five was a very 
natural and logical conclusion because that you get a student early you have you enjoy uh you know higher uh, you know ltv and also uh, uh, if you can get a student to experience you before they will always stick with you right so that's coming out great and uh, so that's category expansions is something which we already done we further want to invest in that uh, so uh, that's there and to your last and the most important question around unit economics uh, see on this i have a fundamental belief that education is little different from all the other consumer internet companies which you know most of us you know see and that was also one of my strong pitches to you know people like hans and even other vcs that this is a business where you will have large outcomes with strong uh, unit economics and bottom lines so like for example at vidanta we operate on almost like 70 65% gross margins that's that's you know at the scale in say and we actually profit out of our uh, the senior category so we have different categories like for example we have a test prep category we have a middle grade tuition category we have early learning category right so in the test prep category which is 11th and 12th because we don't have any uh, we don't serve after 12th right so there to in fact we are profitable today uh, in the category itself right and uh, so as a whole we break even on every student in the first purchase itself right so i think on unit economics vidanto uh, is strong and uh, and i believe it's not just vidanto i think in education in general uh, it's traditionally been uh, high margin business and i don't see any reason why it should not continue i'm also kind of fonder having run a business in offline which was a pat margin positive right so uh, i am also kind of fonder who believe that you should invest money uh, in fundamental disruptions so if you are investing in technology which can enable let's say one teacher to take lot of students class now that's an investment which is a, a great investment if you can if you want to burn on that that's a very legitimate uh, decision because you are investing for future right but if you want to let's say spend money on burn on customer acquisition right that's that's not so prudent because tomorrow it's not going to change because you are not investing in something which is fundamental which is going to change that in future so there is some frameworks to think through uh these are my frameworks i'm sure there are a lot of other frameworks uh, people think through uh so and hence you know so the we truly believe in creating not just a unit economics positive business but actually a very large outcome business with solid bottom lines You are listening to a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best, from Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins. Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Bosa, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.